Hello, everyone. Um, today's episode is one that I did with my friends that I love very much, um, Joy and Ethan and Austin, and they are some of the very few people who I can talk about movies with for hours, hours and hours, deep dives about every little nook and cranny of a film, and I really appreciate them for being in my life for that reason. <laughs> um... And I hope you guys uh, like this episode. I learned a lot about a lot of the movies that are out that I missed because, you know, I just I, I watch a lot of movies, but I also tend to miss a lot of them. And um, this gang here kind of keeps me up to date with um, movies and who is uh, in the race and the running for uh, winning awards during the whole season so that's kind of what we talk about and maybe you know you can listen and a lot of these movies you might have never heard of and maybe something will stand out to you and uh, you'll find a new movie to watch because a lot of these things that we're talking about are on streaming for the most part so they're very accessible and um, we will probably do an update episode when the Oscars get close or, you know, when when they actually announce the nominations, we'll do a prediction of who's actually going to win. And that'll be a fun episode as well. So I hope you like this podcast that I did with the homies. And um, this is a, I know this is a bit of a longer intro, but I also just want to say that I hope everybody is safe and OK after this whole storm thing is passing through. Um, uh, I wanted to talk about impeachment uh, this past Tuesday, but obviously that did not occur and that did not work out. And impeachment is kind of come and gone. And um, I don't see a lot of people talking about it anymore. So I feel like the subject I mean, it's always relevant because our democracy is important, but um, I'm just going to pivot <laughs> and probably talk about this storm that we've had in Texas and talk about how it's affected us and how our legislature and our elected officials have really let us down. And it's not just, you know, our energy um, sources and all of those things. It's it's a bureaucratic issue. A lot of the, the people we've elected were um, have the, had their own interests in mind. And um, maybe we can get into that a little deeper on um, next week's uh, episode, maybe this next Tuesday. If power stays on, um, hopefully everything will pass through and we'll be ready to go. But um, yeah, so that's a topic I think we're going to talk about. I think I'm going to do some research on that just to see why this storm ended up being such a royal mess. Just, Just the worst thing we've been through in a while, I guess, besides like Harvey. But anyway, um, on a lighter topic, I hope just enjoy this episode that um, I did and uh, where we talk about movies for 50 minutes. Let's get into the gig. Okay, we're recording. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the In My Head podcast. Today, I have my friends. This is probably the most people I've ever had on the podcast at once, so I'm going to try to navigate this the best I can, but I have my friend Joy and Austin and Ethan, and we are all, um, I don't want to say we're movie buffs, but we are, (laughs) I don't know what to call us, but we watch a lot of movies and we talk about them a lot. So I decided it would be a good idea for us to talk about 
um, who we think is going to be nominated for the Oscars, which I guess is in April, I think I read, and uh, who we think might win. So we can start. I have Best Picture pulled up, the predicted people for Best Picture. So does anybody have like uh, who they really want to be nominated and who they know will be nominated for Best Picture? I can start um, with, I think the thing with breast pictures that so many of them, well, like a few of them, I haven't had a chance to see yet, like yeah. Nomadland and Minari, because they're not out yet, like in theaters or um, streaming. But I like from the research I've done and like seeing like nominations coming out, I feel like it's Nomadland's Race to Lose. Oh, yeah. Um, and then I think a few others that I see that I think are definitely going to get nominated are uh, Promising Young Woman, uh, Minari, uh, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, uh, probably the uh, the Trial of the Chicago Seven. Um, <laughs> the night- <laughs> I guess Ethan doesn't like that one. <laughs> I haven't seen it, unfortunately. Me either. <laughs> I, I, Ethan's review was enough for me to say, I think I'm going to skip it. <laughs> that's that's funny because I was looking on the Variety article and a lot of it's the- number line- one. Yeah, a lot of the news outlets have that as like their front runner. And I'm like, I thought that was bad. I heard it was bad. The thing is, I feel like when it comes to best picture, it's not necessarily the most inventive or creative movie. It's the most like, it was I, you know, it was it was okay. <laughs> that's how we ended up with stuff like Green Book. Yeah. So I feel like with Trial of Chicago 7 and Man- and like movies like Mank, those are definitely gonna get nominated because they're mm-hmm. not they're not gonna offend anybody. They're not gonna make anybody angry. They're not doing anything groundbreaking. So they're like here <laughs> yeah like mank it's like so old hollywood hollywood history it's like guaranteed to get like 10 yeah. nominations did y'all see um did y'all see mank no yeah <laughs> i i actually was... liked it okay i'm surprised it's number 10 on this uh variety list because it seemed like a lot of people liked it but yeah maybe kind of boring i don't know i liked the performances i thought amanda seyfried yeah. was great i no, thought amanda seyfried was great that was like one of my favorite performances of the year actually i'm sorry yeah. there's there's a dog with a collar in my yard running around i don't know whose dog it is so i got very distracted because my window is open <laughs> he's my dog now uh <laughs> what is what is the trial of the chicago seven about because i don't think i know okay so it was See, I really blocked this movie out of my memory. <laughs> I'm trying, like, <laughs> trying to pull it together. Um, it was during, I believe it was in the 70s, some anti-Vietnam War protests. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's odd because it's very much a movie about the right to protest and it's about pro, uh, police brutality, but it's handled in a very, it feels like it could have come out 25 years ago. Mm-hmm. So it's a weird mix of like being very relevant, but handled in a very centrist old fashioned. I mean it's Aaron Sorkin so you're getting like, the man's politics haven't changed since 1999 so you're very much getting like I don't know a very old-fashioned take on very current issues if that it, makes sense it really felt like a 90s courtroom drama yes oh okay. like, it, it felt like a few I felt like I was watching a remake of a few good men yeah it was like that hyper dramatized this didn't really happen this way at all at that least from what i've heard like people who watched that trial live said this didn't happen that way at all hmm. well <laughs> i 
because usually like usually like with movies like that i'm like i don't know if i want to watch it and then i wait till like y'all watch it or i wait till people i like on like youtube watch it and if they say it's like not worth the time i just don't end up i just don't end up giving it a a second glance but do we so do we think because the academy loves aaron sorkin will he get a screenplay nom i wouldn't be surprised okay yeah i i I think he'll get it okay yeah maybe director too oh okay yeah especially because like what's weird about this year with the 2020 of it all is that there's limited movies to pick from also yeah like five movies are more willing to be like yeah here you go yeah, that's very true. Yeah. I'm so I'm a little surprised to see One Night in Miami on this list. And uh I was like, "Oh, <laughs> okay." Because I, I liked One Night in Miami. I liked it, but liked this it. picture, y'all liked it that much? I li- okay, when it comes to um like stage to screen, I think One Night in Miami was better executed than Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Okay. Okay. I didn't see Ma Rainey yet. Like, it was good, but it was very, like, two, like, two stages, or, like, yeah. I don't know, I wish it was more adapted more. It's like, come on, let's use some budget here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. I, I don't know what I was expecting from One Night in Miami, but I guess I was expecting a little more. The actors are all very good. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. like that wasn't my issue but them walking back and forth from the hotel room to outside to the hotel room to outside to the parking lot to outside i was like we <laughs> <laughs> gotta go <laughs> so it's like what i'm feeling a little claustrophobic yeah <laughs> gotta go somewhere else but but yeah i was i think the best like stage to screen adaptation is still i, I really like bill street um, yeah, that's still yeah. that's the that's the gold standard. Still one of my favorites. I'm also in a. I'm also surprised to see Promising Young Woman. I love that movie, but I did not think it was gonna like be on the short list. Yeah. I didn't think people were gonna take it seriously as like an Oscar movie. I thought people it was because it is such a controversial movie, especially those last 30, 45 minutes. Yeah. I felt like people were gonna be scared away from it. Yeah. But I'm really happy to see that it's getting a lot of recognition because I it was probably my favorite movie of last year. Yeah, me too, hands down. I I hope uh Emerald Fennell, I think that's her name. I hope she gets noms too because I Camilla from the Crown. Yeah. Oh, is that what that is? Oh wow. That's cool. She's the director. Wow. Mm-hmm. Such a talent. I need to watch the crown. <laughs> My mom yes. has, I think my mom has watched, watched it all twice and I need to watch it. Amazing. <laughs> I need to get, get Joy's on the impact. <laughs> Honestly. Yes, the crown hive. So did y'all, okay. So did y'all watch, uh, the five bloods? Y'all all yeah. did yeah. it. Cause I didn't. I, I, did. I didn't finish it. Okay. My parents watched well, it. I don't really blame you. Yeah. <laughs> it was a long movie. Yeah. It's a long. Movie. It's long? Okay. Yeah. And the way, like, I don't really watch movies at home like I have to be in the theater so like a movie that long is hard for me to get through so like I got through maybe two-thirds of it I don't know yeah now I'm thinking of you watching Lord of the Rings last week and I'm wondering how you got through that (laughs) (laughs) I know that was how but to be honest I kind of left them I left the Lord of the Rings movies on and I would leave the room and do something and I would come back and I'd be like "Uh, who is that again 
Oh, okay. So I'm just kind of scrolling down the list. And they have, it's number 13, so it's low. But they have Soul on here. Is there any shot Soul breaks into Best Picture and not just Best Animated? I, I think so. I put that really? on like my my uh, my get nominated list because I think like Ethan was saying the 2020 of it all since like only five movies <laughs> we are desperate. Only, only five movies came out and Soul was when I watched it was just like this is so good. I think yeah. it like really connects with, like uh, the time and I think the last animated movie um, was it Toy Story three or was it Up that got nominated for Best Picture? Mm, it was Up. Oh, no, uh, so Toy, like, Toy Story 3 was the year after Up. Yeah, so uh, Toy Story 3, I think it was like, I think it's like on that level. And since we don't have as many movies, I could see yeah. it like sneaking in there at like the You're eighth right. or ninth spot. Yeah. yeah. You are definitely, yeah, I, I really like Soul. I liked it more than, I knew I was gonna like it, but I liked it more than than I thought even even then. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. I do kind of want a movie. This is me just being picky at this point. I do kind of want a movie about black people and music that's not jazz. Mm. And I, I'm not, <laughs> that's just because like, I'm not the biggest fan of jazz. It's okay. And I still love soul. I still connect it with it. It's still, it still got through to me. I just want like something about like maybe rock and roll or maybe like hip hop. Cause not a lot of people know black, black people have been to rock and roll. So I feel yeah. like that would be a really good one to go after or even like hip hop. You can do it in New York. Like, so that's just me. that's just me being picky and wanting some music that I like and listen to. Uh, a lot of these movies, lo- they have Malcolm and Marie on the list, and I think that they're trying to be funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's low, but it's that is so disrespectful. Like, uh, am I a joke to you? <laughs> what is that? That wasn't the best movie I've seen this month. <laughs> I just. Only in uh, quarantine. Only in quarantine could this be on this list? Because Malcolm and Marie. I don't, y'all. <laughs> um, literally, on I did a l- really short review of it, and on TikTok, I was like, "There is no plot." That's all I said for the plot. It's just, what is it? Okay. <laughs> I hate that movie, like genuinely. Yeah. It really yeah. dragged Zendaya into that, and uh... so they also have Hillbilly Elegy on here, which is also. <laughs> I'm just going through the ones where I'm like, "What?" They got jokes. They are. They are. A lot of people are seeming to pull for Glenn Close which I can see that happening I can... legitimately funny in that movie yeah, yeah. she's yeah. she's holding the movie together because yeah. it's it was the good. one part of that movie where I was like like okay right. yeah it would be cake as a treat it would, <laughs> it would be uh really funny it'd be well it'd be very interesting if uh she won her her best uh, her lead actress nom you know Oscar for for hillbilly like Ellen. Nemo? girl i i'd be like i guess <laughs> if, I were Glee, if i were Glee close, gets- <laughs> i'd be like you can skip this one i don't want it. She finally gets her oscar and it's in a quarantine uh, year for playing Mima. not me so embarrassing um there's oh the oh olivia coleman so the father i i haven't really heard I of this seen one. That one that's the only one that's still on my list that i haven't watched yet yeah, the father. It it. I I just read the synopsis and it sounds interesting, so I would want to watch it. But I don't. I don't know where I could watch it. So. Yeah, it's not on any of my piracy sites. <laughs> Delete that part. Yeah. <laughs> we may or may not have a way to watch Minari. Mister Screener over here. We may or may not. I don't. I don't know. But um. Google, Google Drive. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay, so I think all of y'all saw Sound of Metal. Yes. yes. Yeah. Is it good? I haven't seen it yet. Yes. Okay. It's very good. Okay. So good. I, I wanted to like sneak in there for best picture. Okay. Like, yeah. So yeah. good. And yeah. also for best actor and best supporting actor. Mm-hmm. For Riz and who else? Um, oh, think, yeah. And I think is it's it like Racy a per- or, or Rocky? I'm not, I'm not sure. I, <laughs> I keep hearing people say Rocky. So I'm like, Paul Rocky? It's spelled like Racy. I don't know. Oh, yeah. I see. What a great yeah. name, though. Yeah. Yeah. I'll hear him say it one day. <laughs> Uh okay, so we kind of we talked about it, but we didn't go into it. Is is Ma Rainey's Black Bottom going to be nominated for Best Picture, or will it just get a Best Acting nom for for uh, Chadwick? I, I feel like the awards for that movie are mostly going to be limited limited to Chadwick and Viola. I think Chadwick's going to win. Yeah, I think Viola will definitely be nominated. I don't okay. know if it gets much attention beyond those two performances. Okay. Who? Well, hold on. So, have y'all heard of this News of the World movie? If not, we can skip it. Y'all, have y'all heard it, seen it? I know Tom. Hanks. Tom Hanks is very. Joy, Joy, how would I describe that kind of movie? <laughs> Wait, how? It looks very heterosexual. Okay. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I don't. I love Tom, Tom Hanks, but. All right. <laughs> yeah, like if it's like on a streamer soon, it's like I'll check it out. You know. Yeah. Okay. I'm de- out of all of these. I'm definitely for sure gonna catch Nomadland as soon as I can because I feel like that's what y'all are saying is gonna win. So I need to get that one. Okay. So what on Hulu next month. Okay. Mm-hmm. I was about to ask that because I'm looking on here. It says a searchlight picture. So I was hoping maybe Disney Plus or Hulu. Yeah, it's Hulu. That's good. That's good. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think it's first first Friday in March. Okay. So yes. relatively soon. Yeah, Joy was saying that a lot of these movies are going to be available in March, but they're we're like talking about it now, and I'm like, a lot of these we haven't yeah. seen and can't really get access to. Yeah. Um. So, what about? I haven't. I mean, I love the screenplay category, but I. The only one that has stood out to me out of the few I've seen is Promising Young Woman. So do y'all do yeah. y'all know any others that you really, really like for a best original or adapted screenplay? Well, I don't know if this one is going to get much attention, but I was actually really impressed by Palm Springs. Okay, yeah. I'd love to see that yes. sneak in there. I thought it was a great movie. I need to watch that too. I, I, I've heard nothing but good things about it. I need to watch it too. Probably my favorite movie of the year. Wow, okay. If I'm thinking about it, it's probably my favorite. I, I can be pretty hot and cold with Andy Samberg. So, like, if I see him in something, I'm like, mm, <laughs> I don't care, but but I'll watch it because I've, I've heard. I was actually very impressed with him in this one. It okay. Was, I was very pleasantly surprised by it. Mm. Is, this is maybe kind of random, but have y'all seen Emma with uh, Anya Taylor-Joy? I want okay, to. <laughs> yeah, me too. I almost was going to see it right when the pandemic hit. It was in theaters, oh. like the yeah. week before everything oh. went on lockdown. And I put it off. I was like, I'll watch it next week. And then oh, the movie theaters closed the next week. Yeah, I do. I remember that. Yeah, because that, that was one of the first movies that they were like putting on uh, VOD and while I was in the theater and stuff. Yeah. 
Okay, yeah, because I was gonna ask if that if that is an eligible movie because I I heard people liked it, but but I don't know because I haven't seen it. And I think well, that seems like a movie my mom would like. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's well, yeah, Aaron Sorkin. Okay, so I think Ethan might be the only one to see Minari, to mm-hmm. have seen Minari. How is that screenplay for you? I think it's I think it's very moving without ever feeling like manipulative like you look at some like hillbilly elegy which is like <laughs> full-blown full-blown lifetime movie and trying to like pull up the heartstrings and minari is just very it's very genuine and very emotional without being like manipulative yeah i was really impressed by it i really hope it gets attention outside of best foreign film which is yeah so- uh, i'm pretty excited to see that one i like anything with like any foreign type film or anything that's not in English or like that is always um, of interest to me. I'm trying to find uh, um, what they have for best original score because I that's also another favorite category of mine. But I nothing has stood out to me and I haven't heard anybody talk about anything because I guess you I mean, the best music I've heard is in Promising Young Woman, but I don't think you could I don't think that would work for that i don't think that would be eligible for that category because it's like popular music yeah so I really liked um the soul uh score oh yeah that was really good and that might get um, it yeah and uh mank uh that was like probably my favorite part of the movie was the uh, music yeah they have um news of the world on here which we, none of us have seen with Tom that's their number one so i don't that might be a surprise. Soul is number two, though. And then The Midnight Sky, which I started watching. Uh, 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 George Clooney in space? Yeah. <laughs> George Clooney in space. <laughs> I don't even know if he goes. Sp- I-, I didn't finish watching it. I started it, got 10 minutes is, in. I don't even, actually I think it's in space. I don't know if it is for sure. But it's Alexander Desplat. So. That oh, is- he always gets a nomination, at least. Yeah. yeah. So that is of no surprise to me. So, other than Chadwick Boseman, who is a guarantee for leading actor, who else is going to get a leading actor nomination? Riz Ahmed. Yep. Okay, Riz. Yeah. We, we, are, we are team Riz in this house. Team Riz. <laughs> yeah. I hope he gets, I really do. Yeah. I love yeah. him. Okay. So, Daniel Kaluuya, but that movie isn't out yet for. Um... It's out today on HBO Max. Wow. I got about I... an hour in. I'm going to finish it later today. I definitely really want to see that. Uh, Judas and the Black Messiah. There you go. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to watch that either tonight or tomorrow. I am excited to see that one. Um, I don't know how to say this name. David Strathair- Strath. David Strathairn? There you go. Why am I a nerd? I hate it here. <laughs> For Nomadland is also on here. Uh, they have they have that uh, Paul uh, Racy rat. R- we don't know how to say. They have him in lead in lead actor. Is that do. does that sound right? Uh, he should be supporting. Yeah, that's odd. Oh, okay, that's a yeah. supporting role for sure. Yeah, okay. Oh, I'm on the wrong thing. I was about to say I was like because David Strathairn was like, definitely not lead in Nomadland. I was I was like, like, that doesn't make sense to me. Definitely, I think Gary Oldman's getting a nomination. Yeah. Although I think Amanda Seyfried was uh, oh, for much better in the movie. I think she outshined yeah. him. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, 
Amanda Seyfried is like it's kind of the same thing with Kristen Dunst. People for some reason don't take them seriously as actors. I, well, I don't know if I get that feeling from people. Like yeah. even when they're really really good in things that people don't don't take them very seriously in things. For that uh, category, uh, supporting actress, I can see like since like 2020 is such a weird year, I could see um, the supporting actress from uh, Borat, Maria Bakalova. What I could see like her, on? <laughs> <laughs> her totally coming like in on and... everybody's list. I'm yeah, like, good in the movie. It's she because there really were five movies movie, that but... came out last year. She was really good in the movie, but I think it is a, a situation of there wasn't that many movies to come out when i was making my list for some reason supporting actresses it's kind of a weak lineup this year i don't know why like i kind of had trouble finding five yeah the top five go ahead oh i was just gonna say and that's interesting because usually that category is pretty stacked yes yeah yep the top five that like i was able to come up with was uh, Maria Bakalova, um, I think the actress who plays the grandmother in Minari, uh, mm-hmm. I think Young. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I was saying that correctly, so excuse me. Um, Amanda Seyfried for Mank, uh, Ellen Burstyn for Pieces of a Woman, and then Glenn Close for Hell- for Hillbilly Elegy. Hellbilly Elegy. Hellbilly. Hellbilly Elegy. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> Hellbilly Elegy. Honestly. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah, I think Ellen Burst. I think it might come down to Ellen Burstyn or Amanda Seyfried in that category. Mm. Wow, Amanda Seyfried getting her Oscar. That before Amy Adams. Every I'm going to say it every time. <laughs> every time. I I I <laughs> I knew Hillbilly Elegy wasn't going to be it, but I was still hoping for a miracle. <laughs> You weren't, you weren't sure the degree to which it wasn't going to be it. Yeah, I was like, maybe we could, but nope. I oh man, I'm I could go on and on about how upset I am about Hillbilly Elegy and what they did to my girl Amy Adams. I'm out here trying to get her an Oscar, and they are not taking this seriously. Wigs, <laughs> I the wigs just just From the, the Oscar Emporium. <laughs> Literally, girl, who who directed that? Do we know? Ron Howard. Oh yeah! Oh no! Ooh. Moment of silence for Ron. <laughs> oh my God! I yo I yeah yeah and I forgot. Oh my God! He went did to he the do, uh, did he do Ford versus Ferrari? That sounds that right. felt like a Ron Howard movie, whether he did it or not. I oh I gotta look it up because now I'm really curious. Um, maybe it oh. wasn't him. No, he did. He did another. He did that car racing movie with uh, Hemsworth. It was another car racing movie about white dudes. Never mind. He did uh, Rush. I'm like, there's another one. Yes. Apollo 13 was that was a good movie. Yeah. James uh, Justice Man- for How the Grinch Stole Christmas. <laughs> James Mangold did Ford versus gotcha. Ferrari. Oh, thank you. Um. What was I going to say? Oh, Pieces of a Woman. Okay. I, yeah, that movie is, uh, it's a very Manchester by the Sea where by the end I was like, I got to take a nap or I got to <laughs> watch something happy. It is very depressing. Um, But overall, like, I think I liked it. I, I, I need to watch it again because by the end I wasn't really sure how to feel about it Um, because I like Vanessa Kirby. 
Mm-hmm. I really I actually think she did, but I was like, I everything she's saying and feeling is very justified, and everybody else is being annoying. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, pieces of a woman. That was a. I really like that movie. Um. I hope she gets nominated. I was very impressed by her. Yeah. Yeah. That thirty-minute birth scene to open the movie. I was like, this is <laughs> this, and then, I know after that whole scene and then the title and card. The title. I'm like, <laughs> we just getting started. Oh no. <sighs> I don't this is this is I don't ever need to have children I do feel like that movie never really matches those first 30 minutes though like the highlight is the opening and then it's kind of dips yeah yeah I don't know it's kind of directionless after that that's yeah that's fair yeah because it's kind of just a uh like a series like a bunch of events happening like this happens and then this happens and then this happens but nothing is affecting the other thing and it's just like how just much like, can we put this woman through? Yeah, pretty much. It's like, girl, you need to go to therapy or so. I don't. You need to get away from your mom. I don't know, but yeah. um, they have. I think I'm on the best supporting list, and they have uh, Saoirse Ronan in Ammonite. Did y'all see Ammonite? No. no. Okay, I didn't hear good things it's, about it. I think because like most people aren't watching movies in theaters, like that movie's not getting any love. Because I feel like in a normal year, like. You're like Kate Winslet, Saoirse Ronan. Um, like it, it would be like automatic Oscar nominations, but since mm-hmm. like there's no buzz around it, I haven't. I don't think I haven't seen anything for Saoirse. Yeah, I don't understand why some studios are insisting on exclusively really, exclusively releasing their movies in theaters. Like you have to be mm-hmm. aware of the situation we're all in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Read the room. Yeah, at least <laughs> it doesn't have to be streaming necessarily. But if you're not at least putting something like available to rent like online then people aren't gonna watch your movie so i don't understand what's not clicking for some people yeah i yeah well if i had had access to i don't know because if i had still had access to hbo max when wonder woman came out i wonder if i would have just stayed home to watch it uh because i was like if i see anything in the theater that's the one thing i want to see in the theater and I haven't really been that tempted to see anything else, which I, which is why I think like um, they haven't released Black Widow. Number one, like the money, but also they're like, well, if we put it out, we know people are going to go see it, and that's probably very dangerous. So I think Disney is also trying. They're very smart. They want their money, and they they also want like their good favors. So they're very smart about like we don't want to seem like we're tempting people to go out when they're not supposed to, which is we kind of talked about it before but like the whole hbo max releasing in theaters and on streaming at the same time is that smart i don't know i think it's trying to have your cake and eat it too and i think yeah for like a short time period it works because there are people who like say like i have to see um in the black messiah in theaters mm. and i feel like completely safe going to see it and there's people who say i want to see it but i want to see it in my home so that way like you can like both like types of people can watch the movie and like there and it, i think a big reason they did it too was was because hbo max was like really lacking in subscribers yeah this was the way they could get their numbers up that's for sure yeah. mm-hmm. they need to drop the price and then more people would <laughs> 
Honestly, like I, I, there are a lot of good things on HBO Max that I have been wanting to watch, but I'm like, I just can't just find this tag, this price tag. I just, if they would drop it a little bit to be more competitive with like Disney Plus is out here providing original cut. They got WandaVision on here and you pay $7 a month. I'm like, there's just, there's just no way. Yeah. I think the one thing about that HBO Max decision, like I, I think it's very smart from a pandemic perspective. Mm-hmm. The one thing I don't love about it is that, not to sound like Christopher Nolan, but the fact that none of these directors, any of the people involved in these movies had any idea that they were making films that were also going to be released online. Yeah. That's very, yeah. You could have given people a heads up before the official press release. It's like, I, I understand it on the one level, but it's kind of, I don't know, they could have handled that better in regards to the creative side of things. Yeah, it's very, yeah, it's like your audience is important, but your creators are also very important. And if yeah. you like screw them, then who's going to be putting things that you're going to, Christopher Nolan is going to be a knock, knock, knocking at your door. Back to <laughs> <laughs> he said, My movies will not be put on the HBO Max. <laughs> Don't you dare. <laughs> Him and. Uh, said, My movies are meant to be seen in a theater and a hazmat suit. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, he Period. was. <laughs> Christopher Nolan was ready to die on his hill. Do y'all know what that reminds me of? going to bring back theaters. Like, <laughs> What'd you say, Austin? Y- y'all know what that reminds me of? When we worked at Silverado, do y'all remember they had film projectors that were only there in case Christopher Nolan decided to release a movie? Yes. That's the only reason they had those film projectors. Everything was digital. Seriously? Had, oh my god, I never remember they had that. IMAX. They had, a, they had an IMAX 70 millimeter projector that still had the dark night like <laughs> spooled up inside it and it's just sitting there collecting dust like <laughs> the only reason they use this if christopher he, release something. is on another level of caucasity <laughs> yep oh my gosh you really just blew my mind oh my god that's wild <laughs> Just like okay, you make one good superhero movie that everybody loves, and you just go off the deep end. What? What? Okay, the, okay. Uh, they have. I don't know how. I don't know who made these lists on Variety, but they also did. Y'all see the Let Them Talk, the the Meryl Streep HBO movie? Yeah, enjoyed it. Wait, did I was the only one who watched it. Girl, I got. I didn't finish. I said no. Oh you will God, not please. take up the rest of my hour. Did you finish it? I did. It was. Oh yeah, because you told scary. me the end. You told me the end. Because I yeah, didn't. Yeah, which the end was like so out of left field. It was. That like, movie is so fun. boring. So it's, boring. It's like they had somebody hiding in the plants, just filming Meryl Streep from afar. <laughs> yeah, on this cruise ship with her besties. Yeah, literally. Yeah. And who? Lucas Hedges. Who was her nephew? Or Lucas Hedges. Yeah, yeah okay. and then um, Jimmy Chan is in it too. Yeah. yeah, I just it was a waste of because I asked you, I was like, is Jimma Chan in, in it enough for me to watch it? Because that's the only reason I want to see it. And you were like, she's in it a lot. And I was like, Joy, I don't know if you told me the full truth because I was so <laughs> over that. I was so like, what are we doing? Where where are we going? Where are we going? It, honestly, another movie without a plot. Yeah. Pretty, pretty much. They they have well she's number seventeen but they have Nicole Kidman oh okay they have Nicole Kidman uh, as a as a supporting nom for the prom 
Wait, for what movie? Hold on, I'm going to pause and resume. Okay, well, I'm really learning how to work this Zoom call, y'all. Um, uh, we were talking about Nicole Kidman on the in the prom because they have her as a possible nom for best supporting. But I haven't seen the prom, and I don't plan on seeing the prom. <laughs> <laughs> the the prom was very much um, beautiful gowns. Okay. But, did y'all see um, it? I think Ethan liked it more than I did. The prom? <laughs> don't, don't, don't you put- backtrack it now. <laughs> I don't know. Ugh. They also, they, well, I haven't, that's not out yet. They're talking about somebody in Cherry, but that's not out yet. Somebody Tom in Holland? In Cherry. One of the actresses in <laughs> Cherry. That student film? Yeah. Uh, they was that the clip that, that that was out was that from like a trailer or I think that was just like or did somebody just release put... clip. Okay. Yeah. Why did they put that out? If if Apple put that out, they made a mistake. That like I don't Editing. understand like why studios will put out like four year consideration posters before someone's even seen the trailer. Yeah. Like y'all are already gunning for Oscars. No one has seen you. I don't like when movies are made just like just for awards. It doesn't make any sense to me. It and yeah. from from what I've seen of um the previous owner of Miramax, his when he like would do Oscar like uh campaigns and stuff, he was so very aggressive about it. And I think a lot of, and it was always very successful. And so I think a lot of people have taken a page from his book. Y'all know who I'm talking about, right? Yeah. Okay. And, the artist uh, formerly known as uh, Weinstein. Yeah. Oh. oh yeah. Okay. He he was. <laughs> I love the way you phrased that because I didn't even know who you were talking about. <laughs> like who? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the artist formerly known as Weinstein. Yeah. He he uh, got Gwyneth Paltrow yeah, like her yeah, Oscar, he, and he he. I think a lot of people have always taken a play from his you know his book. Yeah. Um, best film editing, Cherry. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> That poster, that first poster they came out with, and it was like discombobulated. Oh, yeah, yeah. I almost had a stroke trying to read that. (laughs) You're like, nope. Oh, my God. I'm over that title. (laughs) What's it about? What's it going to be? I don't know. I'm very, it's like, do I watch it because I'm curious, or do I just. I think you. I think he is a like military vet who starts um, okay. like robbing people. That boy is twelve years banks. old. What? <laughs> oh my, not the twelve. Twelve years old playing a military vet. Have y'all um, played the Uncharted games? Mm-mm. No, because he's supposed no. to play the he's supposed yeah. to play Nathan Drake in Uncharted, and I just I don't see it for him. I love him, but Nathan Drake is like this broy, rugged explorer. If, if like he's in his forties, also. Like yeah, yeah. He's like he's at, at the youngest thirty-five like in the first. Man. Yeah. So I don't. I was very. I mean, I love him, but I was very surprised when they. Yeah. I I think maybe they kind of picked him for his athletic abilities because he's very good at that. Maybe I don't know. Well, girl, get ready to see him play Willy Wonka. <laughs> Wait, is that a thing? Is that? Yeah, him yeah, or yeah. Chalamet. Him or Chalamet. They're doing like a Willy Wonka, a dark oh, Willy no. Wonka prequel. Oh, please, God, no. <laughs> oh, my God. Haven't we suffered enough? We suffered. I, I, it's, if it's so bad, it's good. 
I would enjoy Timothy Chalamet playing <laughs> as a teen. If we get a young Willy Wonka movie, I want Janelle Monet and no one else. Oh my gosh, yeah. Like, that would actually be interesting. That would be good. And it would be interesting, yeah. Yeah. Man. Huh. Is there, kind of shifting gears a little, um, is there any uh, movie where y'all think um, that you really like the costume design? That's also another category I like. Is there, I haven't noticed anything. Is Ma, is the, uh, are the clothes in Ma Rainey? That was good. Okay. Yeah. They have really good costume design. That's kind of Mank has good costume design, even though Dominic I can only see it in black and white. I think Mank was really good. Yeah. I like the costumes in Mank. Um, is there no Ruth Carter? Did she not make any, uh, because she did the costumes for Black Panther. And yeah. so, I don't know if she's, uh, if she did any movies for this, but I really like her. Yeah. Um, I don't know if this movie counts as 2020 or 2021. Have y'all seen the new uh, Carrie Mulligan, Ray Fiennes movie on Netflix? Mm-hmm. No. Not yet. I actually really liked that movie and I was really proud of myself because <laughs> I saw it and then I was listening to Michael Moore's podcast on uh, Spotify mm-hmm. and he recommended that movie and I was like, oh, I've seen it. <laughs> got him i saw, I, I saw one <laughs> recommended it and then um that movie was funny because uh it was the most british movie i'd ever seen what is it called the dig okay is there was so much tweed in that movie <laughs> like, weird. tweed like what they were wearing like the costumes yeah yeah the material I know it, there was so much like, repressed sexuality in that movie. Oh, very British. Like, yeah. it was a movie about digging things and not talking about your feelings at all. <laughs> it was really okay. There was a lot of like knowing glances, like, oh, my husband's <laughs> really gay and he won't talk about it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Oh no. So does any okay, that's most of the categories. Is there any are do y'all have any hot takes? Oh I do. Okay. <laughs> it's ready. <laughs> y'all seen um I'm thinking of ending things. Is that on Netflix? It is, yeah. Okay. I've 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 heard people talk about it, yeah. That movie was bat crap crazy. Okay. In a good way or a bad way? <laughs> uh I don't know. Okay. But I'll put it this way. I got the ending explained to me and it still didn't make any sense. Okay, it's one of those. But um Yeah. I'm looking at this variety article and Jesse Buckley is uh number eighteen for best actress. But uh spoiler warning, I guess. Her character is like not even a real person. Uh-huh. Her character is like the manifestation of like an old man's fantasy and like <laughs> desires and dreams or something. And she somehow makes that character interesting mm-hmm. and like makes that character seem like they actually have desires or free will or I don't even know, but like the performance was all over the place and I feel like she nailed it. Like, that was the only reason I enjoyed that movie was because Jesse Buckley was, like, amazing in it. But mm-hmm. number 18, I don't know. 
I thought she was really good. Okay. I need to I I I did hear people talk about it. Um, but I I don't know if they were saying it was if it was good or not, but Netflix? I was very uncomfortable. Okay. <laughs> it, 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 it was a lot of discomfort in the movie. <laughs> a glowing review. It made me uncomfortable. Go watch it. I'm like, oh. <laughs> well, you know, pieces of a woman made me uncomfortable, so I guess I'm okay with that. That I don't know. Sometimes Shia LaBeouf. I don't. I don't know. I was gonna say, do we think that that movie? is not going to get the same attention it would have if, if we didn't know the things we know now about Shia LaBeouf. Does that make sense, what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. I think, yeah. like, watching the movie, I don't I don't think it was ever, like, a best picture, like, no. worthy yeah. movie. No. And I think even if, like, Shia was, like, if we didn't know what we knew about him, like, I think they would, like, try to run him for best supporting actor, but I don't, I don't think yeah. he would have gotten any attention so i think it would have been like the same like just best actress best supporting actress yeah i'm yeah i didn't see it for shia when i was watching it like he's fine in the movie but yeah yeah no i don't think i saw it oh boy okay what else is there any other hot takes other than um austin being very confused by (laughs) what he saw on netflix (laughs) I was going to say, um, did y'all watch The Boys in the Band? Yes. Yeah. I watched it last week, yeah. I feel like that movie deserves a lot. I feel like there's a couple of those actors who should be in the supporting actor conversation who aren't. Okay. I agree. Because that's like Jim Parsons and... Uh... Yes. Yeah. Okay. Specifically Andrew movie... Reynolds. He was really good in it. Yeah, he was good. I don't know. The performances were good, but I didn't like the movie. Yeah, agreed. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think like that movie like actually has a disadvantage because it was on Netflix and there's just like so much content on Netflix that it got lost in the fray. Yeah, that is the it's yet another that movie. Was, um, yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say it's another one of those the entire movie takes place in one room yeah. kind of movies. Oh, boy. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's a choice. <laughs> I want a really hot take. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. Margot Robbie probably should get a Best Actress nomination for Birds of Prey. <laughs> if you know what, you're right because unless I'm not, I'm not serious, but I'm also not. <laughs> no, you're right because if if they the only times that they nominate uh, like a superhero type um, like for the performance is if it's gritty and and uh, you know like yeah. serious and realistic, and it's like. The way she cried over that egg sandwich. Acting. <laughs> Genuinely really I, I and they take a lot like the comedic stuff less seriously to begin with and then like a superhero c- comedic take is like even le- yeah. taken even less seriously. Yeah. That movie's so good. It's so good. It gets better every time too. I Nominate like Birds of Prey for an Oscar. Happens. Yeah. Like it's such a blast. I yeah that that movie I hold on, I'm trying to see oh I I don't know if this is a hot take but <laughs> I think Zendaya is gonna sneak in and get a best actress nomination like I think her performance was really good but I also think she's gonna get nominated because like she is the moment 
Yeah, we're gonna ride the high that is Zendaya. Yeah, like off of the Emmy win and then yeah. like buzz around oh. this movie. And, like she was the only good part of that movie. Yeah, and like you said, the limitation of just 2020. There's like yeah. we're pick we're picking at straws. Like we're you know. Yeah. I really want Carrie Mulligan to win the thing though. Oh yeah, like, yeah. That is white excellence. I I will take that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can see that happening too because other than her the other two front runners i see are francis mcdormand and uh viola davis and they're both, both already, already won true yeah. winners so i could see like the academy wanting oh, yeah. to spread the love yeah. especially because like francis has win. two oscars yeah oh crazy yeah i think carrie could end up pulling it off i really hope so yes i still never saw three billboards isn't that you the didn't last miss much okay yeah I, re- I really like Frances McDormand in it. The movie itself. Okay, okay. Sam Rockwell got an Oscar for playing a racist again. He got a, He has to stop that. Yeah. <laughs> really, he needs to pull back. At some, point, at some point, it's like, you have to ask questions and be like, all right. <laughs> Why do you keep... Because he played that... He played, like, uh, a racist in that movie with Taraji P. Henson that nobody saw. And... Yeah. Like, when he first broke into acting was in that... um. You know that Tom Hanks movie, The Green Mile, like 1990-something? Yeah. That was his first major movie, and he plays what? Oh. A racist prison guard. <laughs> Sir, what is going on? We need to talk. Oh, you're right. I didn't yeah. even know he was in that movie. Yeah. Oh he doesn't really seem like a bad dude to me. Like, he seems no. like a well-respected and liked yeah. guy in Hollywood. Um, who is he married? He's married to Leslie um... Bibb. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. oh, okay. I didn't know that. And he was in like a couple Iron Man movies. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just think What's going on, Sam? <laughs> we got it. Yeah. Someone should look into that. <laughs> yeah. Do we? Well, we can for a for a bit pivot to um the SAG the SAG Awards. Ooh, let me see. Um, because. I'm trying to think, is there anybody who, or is there a cast that we think could, could is like going to take the SAG? Because isn't it best? What, one, one night in Miami, I could see. Yeah. Really? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I could see that happening. Because there are a lot of individual performances that are, uh, that I've, hearing y'all talk about and that I've seen, but like, I'm trying to think of something that like, like as a collective, as a cast would win. Um, okay, so nominated for like collective cast is The Five Bloods, Mahoney's Black Bottom, Minari, One Night in Miami, and The Trial of the Chicago Seven. Okay. Hmm. I I did say the, the the cast in One Night in Miami is the bit is like kind of what yeah. made me keep watching because I like every single one of those actors and they did play very well off of each other. Yeah. They got that boy from Riverdale, and they said, we're going to give you Mad some dog. real <laughs> They took that the one black kid from Riverdale, and they said, we're going to give you something real to chew on. And he really he really did what he had to do. <laughs> they said, we're getting you out of here. <laughs> yeah. Riverdale, you know, they're like, they went like seven years in the future. Oh. They, they did a flat. Oh. I can't. I can't. Isn't Archie like a veteran now? Archie no, he went into the army because he got he went into the FBI agent. She's an FBI agent. 
like well, in the trailer she's going like full silence with the lights. oh oh yeah oh yeah betty because archie know. was like i heard he got de- denied from a naval school so he joined the army he dropped out of school because he didn't want to repeat senior year and then he went into the army i just <laughs> is it crack they smoke <laughs> girl i i want to sit down the entire writer's room and be like let me ask you a few questions. <laughs> they they need to end that. I have to hand it to them. They top themselves every single season. Yeah. It's more ludicrous. I'm like, how? It, they they already started airing this recent season, and I'm, I haven't decided if I'm going to go back to it. <sighs> Part of me wants to just finish it off. <laughs> Where's my holy water? I'm out. I'm never again. I just, I, part of me is like, I've, I've gotten this far and I want to know how it ends. I've <laughs> sacrificed. I feel like it's cost. one of those shows that they're going to drag out to like eight, nine seasons. Like they're not ending this thing anytime soon. That is great. But they're already they're like, like. But that's I, what the CW does. Like they, CW dragged Vampire Diaries out to like eight seasons. Yeah. I watched all eight. <laughs> don't look at me. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I guess we'll see. Okay, well, that's all the Oscar talk we got, and um, I still obviously have a lot of movies to watch, so I don't have any super hot takes. It, my only hot take was really going to be about Promising Young Woman, and they it, they happened. That movie seems to be on a lot of lists, so it's not a hot take anymore because I didn't. I I seriously, after watching that movie, didn't think people were going to take it seriously. I really wasn't seeing it for it, but I'm very glad that they are because I think it's very good. Yeah. Okay. Say bye, everybody, to the podcast. So I'm going to stop recording. All right, everyone. I hope you liked the episode. This is the end. It is over. And uh, I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you found um, a new movie that you can watch on Netflix or uh, Hulu or Prime or whatever. What have you. HBO um there's a lot of things well there's not a lot but there are still some movies out there even with you know the limited the limitations that we have uh going on and uh before i go just make sure to follow me on my socials make sure to subscribe to the podcast uh my instagram is in my at in my head underscore the podcast and my tiktok is in my head podcast one more time my instagram is in my head underscore the podcast and my tiktok is at in my head podcast um i do rapid reviews on tiktok where i watch a movie and i review it in 60 seconds and um those are fun they're very hard because usually i'm a rambler and i obviously and i like to talk and um it, it has been a practice. It has been work for me to try to compress that in 60 seconds. But um, hopefully more movies come out that I'm interested in that I can uh, review in 60 seconds. Um, and yeah, so I hope you guys again, 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 I hope you are safe. And I hope you are um, being careful out there in the ice in Texas. Very dangerous. Um, but yeah, I'll see you guys next week and stay frosty.